0: Welcome, folks, to our first episode of 2018 of Make Mine Multiversity, a Marvel podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gregory, and we're excited to have you with us this evening uh, or today or wherever the fuck you're listening to this thing from, from your treadmill, from your car, from holding your baby, from hell, whatever. Uh,
1: jail,
2: jail
0: <laughs> prison. We don't We don't know. Family court. We don't judge. <laughs> with us today are uh, Jess and James. and Oh, that was cool. Uh, and, uh, we're gonna get started talking about a little bit of, uh, Marvel Comics news. Let will be take up the bulk of our podcast. And then at the end, we're gonna have a look after our break at, uh, Avengers number 675. It's the first part of the, uh, No Surrender storyline. And that's what we're gonna do this evening. So let's get in the, let's get in the meat of it. Um, so for those of you who are unaware, which I don't know how you could be, um, Dan Slott, is leaving Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> after over 10 years and 189 issues.
1: God, it's been 10 years. Whole, yes.
2: Did you do the whole 10 years solo, or was it that thing after a Brand New Day where there were people swapping in and out and doing, like... Remember that? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So the first... I mean, the first... I think from 2008 to, like, 2010, is what I was reading earlier. He was, like... In that group of three writers, because the book was coming out three times a month. Yeah. Um, and then after 2010, he's been writing it by himself, okay. solo, which is really like Don't him create. plotting it by himself and like Chris's gauge writing most of
2: it, I think. Yeah, I mean, like every comic book series nowadays lasts like eight issues. Um, that's it. <laughs> Just last eight issues. Yeah. So uh, Dan Slot writing something continuously for like on his own for like eight years is pretty good. But also... Kind of terrifying.
0: No, for sure. Um, How do you? How do we feel about about Mr. Slot leaving Amazing Spider-Man?
2: I mean, I'm a little sad because I like Dan Slot mostly because he was nice to me. The one time I interviewed him, like four and a half years ago. you ever dredge up that interview, I think we stopped talking about whatever was happening in Superior Spider Man and we just like start talking about the con and it turns into a whole like industry thing like, yeah, you know, like man, it's just like being at the con and I'm like incognito wearing a homestuck costume and not actually like have any notes on his books and how <laughs> how little things change. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um I think uh for the most part most of his stuff is I can take it or leave it. It's like a lot of Marvel things nowadays where it's so homogenized in the whole Marvel thing. There's not a lot for me to grab onto and really like, but I loved superior Spider-Man more than anybody. Nice. Jess, what do yeah, you think?
1: Was, um, I, Dan Slott is kind of like, I don't, I don't hate him, but he's got some questionable behaviors Uh, As far as social media goes. And he also blocked me and I don't know why. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, I liked Superior Spider-Man a lot. And I tried to stay with the series after that. Despite the fact that I think he's kind of weird as far as Twitter goes. But um, Superior Spider-Man was really interesting and really funny. Mm -hmm. And then everything that came after that to me just kind of felt like him writing uh his own version of like the older stories so like he would take something like clones and be like all right well i'm gonna just do it my way now and that story doesn't count and it was always kind of weird to me that he did that but um it's a long time to be on a book in this day and age that's a really long time it's it's pretty impressive even even if i'm not like crazy about him but it is pretty impressive
2: No, for sure. Yeah, if I was on Spider Man for like seven years, I would definitely just go back and just start like republishing word for word the (laughs) first issues of like Amazing Fantasy 15. And if anyone's like, you just republish it, I'm like, you stupid shit. This is a new origin for the new fifty two of Spider Man. (laughs) It's not going back to the well and like redefining things it's redefining things and making sure Spider Man's relevant in the new fifty two. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, it's the That's all new, all different, all old Spider-Man. It's good. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. I on a scale of one, so, on a scale of uh, Jim Steranko did Nick Spencer. How bad or good is Dan Slott at social media?
1: Oh, he's pretty bad. Because
2: I'm off he's it. I don't bad. really know um, what he does.
1: I mean, he's he's been good. Like maybe for the last few months, he's been pretty good. But he right before Nick Spencer decided to have his whole meltdown and become terrible, Dan Slott was kind of the guy who did that. He would always fight with like, uh, rich Johnson, which was always funny and entertaining. So that was okay. But he would like go after critics sometimes for just like talking about not liking his book. He went after, uh, uh Amy angel wings. She does like, she has this, uh, Tumblr account called Escher girls where they just kind of poke fun at like all the terrible poses that like artists like to put girls in and um
2: Oh he, that was making he, fun of it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be making fun one. of it. <laughs> 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 and, um, <laughs> and he uh he came after her one day and he he just frequently goes at people who don't like his books or and they don't even have you don't even have to tag him and he'll have something to say. But he hasn't done that in a little while from what I understand. He hasn't he hasn't shown up on my feed as as someone to stay away from, but it, the damage has kind of been done. But well, now Nick, Nick Spencer has that title, so so Dance Law and him have Are... to wrestle for it at WrestleMania or something because there can only be one.
2: Yeah, at least both well, of them have been more been... white nationalists. Like I keep pretending Nick Spencer did.
1: Nick Spencer's been locked for a while, so I thankfully haven't had to see his terrible opinions, and he deleted all his tweets, so. <laughs>
2: Yeah, ever since yeah. I got off social media, I have um my own like paper and pen Twitter feed that I've been writing by myself to like feed up my time. And like every other tweet's just like Nick Spencer saying something white nationalist. So I don't know if he's like gone full like off the off the rails, but I feel comfortable saying that on a podcast and attaching uh, Multiversity's liability to it, even though I don't write for them as a site anymore. <laughs>
0: You're going to feel really bad when... So the rumor is from Brilliant Cool that Nick Spencer is going to be writing Amazing yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, Monkey's Paw. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so when I when I invite him to come, you know, be on this show and like interview him, he's (laughs) gonna go back and he's gonna listen to this episode and be like, "Oh, that little shit called me a white nationalist," and then he's not gonna want to talk to us.
2: So thanks. I'll show him the Twitter feed. I'll show him. (laughs) I'll show him the Crayola paper Twitter feed I've made (laughs) to come up to make up for the fact I don't have a personality. And me being on social media will like depersonalize me further. But yeah, uh, so new writers for Spider Man, huh? Shame. I mean, uh, it's... Yeah. Is he the only... Is it, like, for sure him? Because I've heard a rumor. It's a rumor.
1: It hasn't been, like... Yeah, it's it hasn't been, like, confirmed. It's a shame, too, because, like, Brian Otley is the rumor artist, and that's a good... that He's uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. I would I would read that book, but I just... I can't read anything with Nick Spencer, because he is the worst. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard...
2: I, one of the rumors that I heard is that um, it's going to be a certain writer from the East, a newcomer, by the name of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, curious, yeah. Akira Tetsuo. He's <laughs> been a whole new Spider Man series about how it's completely regular to stay on the same book for seven years and attack people on Twitter. <laughs> Every uh, writer should do the sea pizza
0: did you see that interview? He was like, "You should absolutely uh, write by your own name." Oh my
1: god! You, like, I, 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 was, I I was like trying
2: to. Uh, I was, was wait. Did you see that in, in, in character as whatever his fake Asian name was? He was. He was in character as Akira Yoshida.
0: In character as CB Sabolski, oh editor in chief <laughs> of Marvel Comics. I mean, he just.
2: I wanted to see him do. It. I wanted to see him do a full interview, full on like Breakfast at Tiffany's style, where he's Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at oh my Tiffany's. God. <laughs> 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 I'm just wearing a fucking face. I, like the middle of comic-con everyone's just like so full of his bullshit Come on,
1: that tweet i was oh. trying to go to sleep and i was looking at my phone and then suddenly that came across my feed and and i just i had to stay up for an extra hour to watch everyone dunk on him because it was amazing
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
0: it was a good time
1: <laughs> I'd have wanted to do homework while you, watching have to, people you dunk had to. On I mean, it was TV just like the people. most, most unself aware tweet anyone could have ever tweeted. It was amazing. <laughs> oh,
0: for sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, man. Okay. Well, hopefully Nick Spencer doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, if, he's, if he I starts running, Spider Man, Ryan Oppen-
2: I can't believe because we get because I uh, Nick Spencer uh, after I became his best friend while writing reviews for Secret Empire, <laughs> sent me the advanced copy for uh, Amazing Spider Man number one. Oh, a new, it's a new Spider-Man number one. It's a proud boy.
1: <laughs> did did he did he ever? Because you know I know he likes to talk to people who write about his things. Did he ever tweet to you about your Secret Empire column? Because damn, because that would have yeah. been great. <laughs> I think he he feared.
2: I mean, it was the most low effort thing I've ever done. I understand. I, I, I think he it. just
1: feared what you would hit him with <laughs> if he had said something, because it would have been really great for that column had he said something to you.
2: Uh, I know. I'm sure that there's other writers who have commented on multiversity articles under false names, and if you ask like any of the editors, we can like say who it is. I don't want to embarrass uh, Stanley on the podcast by like naming names. by the way i can't believe you know how uh they say that with celebrities everything happens in threes yeah yeah stanley aziz ansari enzo amore what a trio (laughs) all at the same time can you believe it, folks
1: oh man (laughs) oh
0: Welcome to 2018. Oh, man. I have so many to sort up. Of.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, with your Crayola, yeah. You're, yeah, you're restraining, restraining yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I am I am not on the uh, Nick Spencer fan bandwagon. So uh, I'm, I'm not, I really hope he's not taking over Spider Man. Because I'd like to read Spider Man. I would too, yeah. I would like to yeah. read it, but if he's writing it, Who I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'll you. wait till done. Who would done.
0: be somebody other? Yeah.
1: Um, I actually really like the Chip Zdarsky series. So I kind of wish he would write it because I think he would just transition over really, really nicely. Mm-hmm. I think he's good at writing Spider-Man. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of everything he's done, but his Spider-Man book is pretty good. So I'd kind of, I'd really love to see him switch over to the main title and be like the guy who's running the show for Spider-Man. Like that would be, that would be nice to me because he really does love the character and actually knows how to write him and be funny. So that, that's who I'd pick.
2: Okay, okay,
1: just from like yeah. who's actually
2: that also makes the most possibility, possibility
1: yeah. that's who I pick,
2: yeah, mhm,
1: so yeah, but you can't do something that makes sense. this is Marvel, we're talking no, about, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think zadarski would be good, I think, um, I think like Al Ewing would be really I'd good, agree. I just really like Al Ewing though,, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but Slot is going to to Iron Man, I guess taking over for Bendis.
2: He's been writing Ryan. Iron Man for like two years now. He, it's, he has. He's been, he been he writing has I
1: understand. Ever since
2: Spider Verse <laughs> ended and they did the Parker Industries thing, it's literally just been him doing Iron Man. But instead of fucking Iron Man, is like uh, Spider Man going like, "Oh, I don't know about being cool." Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: instead of fucking, he's been cocking. <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: Sorry. yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh. I, I actually don't like Iron Man, like the character, so that's fine. He's just going to be over there now doing that, so it's yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. The problem with that is the current Iron Man series is, you know, like Ben just writing it, and he it's got Riri Williams in it. And so um, it's like, obviously, Slot's not going to be writing her. Um, and so he I might. guess the question. He might be. I I do Iron Highly
2: Verse. doubt. It. Little. It's Iron Verse where like there's like the infinite versions of Iron Man. One is Riri Williams, and the others are all alcoholics. <laughs> Each and every single one of them. Each and every one of them. Oh. Every issue is like of oh. <laughs> actual like art, and then like twenty three pages of just blackness. Oh, good. And then it picks oh, up. Al- good comic. <laughs> Alcoholism
0: is. Uh, anyway. um... Yeah. Is that Mr. Miracle Dig? Ah, uh, yeah. So she's heading to. She's gonna be on the Champion series uh, that that Jim Zub and Sean is Za. I can't remember to say his last name. Are taking over uh, from Mark Wade and Humberto Ramos in April. So she's not disappearing, but yet. <laughs> yet. But it'll be interesting to see where that character goes over the next few years. Because obviously slots coming over to write Tony Stark. But yeah, will she get her own title? Will she keep her own title again? like she get like a side title called iron or whatever. I don't know.
2: Is Dr. Doom still going to be Dr. Iron man,
0: Dr. Iron man, doom. Um, I think I, I'm sure that'll probably end when Tony Stark, like comes back, comes back and Bendis leaves. Cause that was like a Bendis right. creation thing.
2: I forgot. he um, wasn't back because they did that thing in uh secret empire where they just threw him in anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and he—he's been—he was in that first issue of Marvel Two and One, and was like kind of the villain-ish person. Um, and like if they relaunch the Fantastic Four in the near future, then then Doom's got to be Doom and not a good guy. But
2: looks like Doom is doomed.
0: Doom is doomed. Cool. Any other thoughts on uh, on Dansklot? No. No. Cool. Well, moving on. Um, other fun news that's uh happened recently um hawkeye and rogue and gambit writer kelly thompson has signed an exclusive contract with marvel Yay!
1: yay
0: that's yeah, really exciting. cool yeah yeah she's really great um so so she's currently writing or or currently i run gambit um hawkeye's set to end she's not writing any other things at marvel right now is she
1: uh no, I not don't yet.
2: know. I only read Howard Chaykin books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, uh, not wow. yet. As far as I know, I mean, she's probably already re- re- working on something. We just don't know what it is.
0: Right. Right. Um. Yeah. What are What are some of the What are some of the upcoming books or titles or things that you think um, Kelly Thompson might be writing? There was a rumor going around um, that she was going to be taking over. Writing Jessica Jones when Bendis left, um, because he said that the person who was taking over writing duties on that title was going to be a woman, um, and people just assumed. Uh, But and it was actually the solicits for uh, for Marvel's April titles came out recently, and Jessica Jones was missing. Um, I don't think it's yeah. Um, Yeah, she's
1: probably writing it. I'm I'm like I would bet money on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I probably would too.
2: How much money? What are we talking about?
0: How much you got? Uh,
2: <laughs> looking around my room, I have, like, four pages of Crayola. There's some really good tweets here. A couple, like, really, like, anti-inflammatory stuff, but I can block Nick Spencer if you need me to. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, just erase it. Hmm.
0: <laughs> just, just get rid of it. Uh, oh, yeah, so um, it sounded like from the announcement that there were some some big things coming up with her, but... um. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what she tackles. It's kind of it's kind of so they've signed you know um, Thompson now with an exclusive and like Donnie Cates now with an exclusive. Is like it sounds like or it feels like Marvel's kind of getting back to having a like core group of of architects like back when they had a group of architects. Is that what do y'all think about about that idea and about about Kelly the Kelly Thompsons and the and the Tom Taylors and the Donnie Cates is being the being the new the new architect group.
1: I mean I like all those people individually and I like mm-hmm. the I like most of the books they're working on but since like the only thing I'm truly caught up on is the X-Men stuff I, I kind of would like them to bring in somebody who knows what they're doing <laughs> instead of just having all these books that kind of just exist scattered kind of I'd really like them to yeah. bring in like someone who can kind of be the architect for that
2: does Tom Tis- Taylor does Tom Taylor still exclusively do uh titles where it's what if this good guy was pretty bad?
1: No, no, he he does or he he writes a really no, good that's all uh, I like. Yeah, no, he he I writes a pretty good uh <laughs> He writes a pretty good Laura in All-New Wolverine. So Palmer? I wish. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, uh his, his All-New Wolverine's pretty good. So I mean it's one of my favorite books I'm reading like from anyone so mm-hmm. I'd like to see him do a little bit more instead of just getting like these kind of fringe titles I mean all new Wolverine is not like that anymore but and he's getting the X-Men right. uh, red, red, red yeah and yeah. I, I just kind of like to see somebody brought in to just kind of guide that but not X-Men. like maybe like I don't know not not like a Bendis type but you know somebody mm-hmm. who knows what they're doing
2: X Men Red, X Men Gold, X Men Blue. What? What? What is this? The Green Lantern Corps?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Johns. Everyone, confirmed Jeff John.
2: <laughs> <Situation>. <laughs> Oh man.
0: No, but
1: Kelly Thompson's good. Um, yeah, I, no- I am. I'm. I like her. She's. She's got. She's done some really good books. Um, and I think one of the things that stands out about her writing too is it's not like super serious. So she, she will probably fit in very well, staying like just at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 Cool. Um, well, moving right along then. Um, Marvel announced their 2018 class of their young guns. These uh, up-and-coming <laughs> whippersnap artists. Yeah. Uh, first off, <laughs> so, uh, so they've announced it's all just artists
2: who are really good at doing super kicks.
0: <laughs> oh, so uh, their 2018 class includes uh, Pepe Laras, who's uh, the artist for this first quarter of the Avengers No Surrender um, weekly, which we're going to talk about uh, after our break. Um, Javier Garin, who has done a bunch of things. At Marvel, he did part of the the IVX stuff, and he's one of the main artists on uh, Secret Warriors right now. Uh, Marco Ciccetto, who's the artist on Old Man Hawkeye right now, and who's (laughs) done some Star Wars stuff and a lot of uh, covers and things for them. You can see the theme here. Uh, Aaron Cooter, who is the upcoming artist on Infinity Countdown, which is like their big event going into the summer, and like has done, you know, he's been doing Guardians of the Galaxy, and then he did the Death of X mini. Uh, Mike Del Mundo, who's done like a ton of covers. For Marvel and they're all gorgeous and has, uh, has drawn the Avengers and then uh, Eisner nominated Russell Dauterman who is the artist on the mighty Thor um, a very small okay, fringe so, title yeah yeah <laughs> only just like arguably maybe the best title that they're putting out right now where's John? <laughs>
2: where's who? John Mallon
1: <laughs> really? oh no true is no. the young um, gun
2: I saw you leave him out of the outline and I was not gonna let you leave him out of the outline. Right. We'll we will talk about we will talk about I, I don't uh, think
1: he counts as a young gun though. I think he counts as like a like a wild gun or something.
0: I feel like <laughs> he's probably he's probably not gonna be doing very much work at Marvel anymore. So You would you would think
2: You would think
0: uh, he doesn't he doesn't have the like the green lantern rebirth cred that ethan Manskyver has that uh, he can keep getting work in dc he
1: blocked me uh, too <laughs> <laughs> but i had that one coming so
2: it's also i mean i'm just like looking at his uh one tweet i've had to pull this one up from the internet because nothing that i drew uh on crayola on like paper on the like, fucking floor like a baby could sound as nonsensical as and i quote x-men are closer to jews <laughs> in sjw hitler's germany fighting for freedom because they see ideologues rising silencing them weaponizing hate racism and socialism against the people they claim are the root of social ills social justice warriors are not nazis but nazis are social justice warriors and x-men aren't social justice warriors what are
1: words Words don't mean what they mean yeah Is none of that makes sense, sense? <laughs> um
2: God, what's that uh who's that like alt-right um advice guy who sounds like Kermit the Frog? Uh, Jordan Peterson. Um Yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you like listen to those types and they like tell you like you if you use words enough, you're gonna sound smart.
1: <laughs> also, oh X Men not
2: being warriors for social justice is the funniest interpretation <laughs> of them ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's, nothing about. It's
1: a, it's a take. It is certainly a take.
2: X Men do not fight for mutant rights. They fight the aliens <laughs> in space that I like, like the phalanx.
0: Great. Uh, Sometimes. They don't. They don't fight for social justice because they're all white.
1: Um. Also, and like that's... social justice. What even is that? I mean.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what is what is justice really? Well, what do you remember it? that scene in X Men Two when? <laughs> They're fleeing from the government or whatever. I think it's X-Men 2, and they go to Iceman's house. And Iceman shows up to his family, and he's like, I'm with my friends, Mom and Dad. They're going to kill me. And his parents are like, we'll never accept you because you're a gamer. (laughs) (sighs) Like, that's what X-Men are metaphors for. For Gamers. Every one of the X-Men are gamers being chased down by... Social justice, Hitler warrior. I mean, it's all right
1: there on the page, so.
2: It's all right there. Oh.
1: So the young guns.
0: (laughs) So the young uh, guns. Not not John Mallon. He's not there. (laughs) Um, Hi, everyone. I'm John (laughs) (laughs) Mallon. They need to make, like, an American ninja warrior show but like it's social justice
2: warrior um you just have to be polite to someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, basically. Be considerate, basically
1: think of someone's feelings
2: <laughs> oh my god it's like it's like regular american ninja warrior where you go through all the obstacles but instead of like a final button at the course you have to address someone by their preferred pronoun. oh
0: my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically 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 so like the end and they're I'm like oh, fuck
1: Hello, They're like, I John can't, Mallon. I can't do it. I can't do it. If you're listening, to this. Mallon,
0: if you're listening to this podcast, you and Nick, you and Nick Spencer, both, um, we'll talk. We'll talk.
1: Walk into the sea and and not come back.
0: <laughs> I uh, I like how Marty um,
2: pushed uh, the narrative from Nick Spencer being like a really misguided centrist <laughs> to full-on <laughs> SJW Hitler. <laughs> This is this is this is what happens,
0: folks. This is the fake news that they're talking about. Um, okay, the young guns. So, uh, yeah, apparently, if you get nominated for an Eisner, you're qualified to be a young gun at Marvel. Yes, I um, mean
1: Eisners don't mean anything. What is that?
0: No, it means nothing. Um, so I looked at like what the original intention of the Young Guns was back, like when it was a thing in 2004, um, and back then it was like a group of up-and-coming artists like it was a big thing for marvel to sign exclusive contracts with these people who are now like you know badass professionals in the field like it was jim chung olivier copel uh david finch trevor harstein eddie uh Granoff, and steve mcniven most of those people who have drawn a big event for marvel now um all of these people are people that have done work at marvel for a very very long time um and have done great work at Marvel for a very, very long time. And have done high-profile work for Marvel for the last few years. And so, this just kind of doesn't make sense to me. What do y'all think?
1: I, mean, it's, I I, thought that was a joke when I saw someone tweet it. And I was like, no, there's no way they're calling Russell Downerman an up-and-comer. There's no way. And, and no, I was wrong. So, that's real. And... It is a truly a thing. I mean, not like not to take away from any of these people's work. Their work is good, okay. But you can't like actually yeah. expect me to think that you know, like Mike Del Mundo and Aaron Cuter, who drew a whole arc of Superman, are just like, oh, these are up and coming guys. Watch out. I mean, how much bigger do you have to get than being nominated for an Eisner for best ongoing series? <laughs>
2: Yeah, right. and it's one of those things where I feel like I can appreciate it on some level, like, oh, hey, um, it's awesome that, like, artists are getting, like, a spotlight and respect they deserve, but it's not going to up-and-coming artists uh, like Shen, that guy who did the weird bike web comic. I think he <laughs> would do a great part in Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm.
1: It's It's almost like they're trying to respond to the DC artist and writers workshop but like those people that have been chosen like they have work but they're not like household names like if you go up to right. somebody who like is paying attention to comics in general they, they probably know who a couple of these people are and you can't read the star wars comics and and not know who Ch- who chichetto is you, you can't
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: no for sure and it almost like in that sense, yes, I, that, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is them responding to the fact that DC's doing these artists and writer workshops every year now. Um, but I also kind of saw it as like a walk back on like, the comments uh, like earlier last year when they were talking about artists don't move the needle. Um, and so they're like, look at all these artists that we have that are actually you know doing really good work here. Let's highlight them. These six people. That's all we got. Um, yeah, I don't know. Also, like... This is a a good. Li- I mean, this is definitely the the highlight list of the people who are doing a lot of like the best artistic work at Marvel right now. Minus a you know a good number of people, there are no women on this list, and that's I guess kind of interesting too. But I don't think Marvel really has any they, female art. Very many female. They artists. really
1: don't. Like I do um, the face value uh, column every month, and when I'm going through just covers it's like near impossible to find a single woman from like any of the big publishers to include on the list. They're, they're just aren't they're not, mm-hmm. None of the publishers, they're just not hiring women artists. You'll get writers here and there, but you're just not seeing um, women get hired for artwork. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I, but
2: if Marvel has,
1: it's, it's not just Marvel. Yeah. It's like everyone.
2: If Marvel and DC right. have trouble finding female artists, why don't they download tender?
0: No, Tinder for comic artists. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, no, just Tinder in general. No, you're, you're even better. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I can think of a single artist that Marvel has right now that's, um, that's a woman. Like, I mean, like, I can think of like Jordy Belair does a lot of colors for them and stuff, but I, I can't think of like a, a main artist on a series that, um, that's a woman. Like, I can think of a handful, I guess, at DC. Like, they have Joel Jones and like Nicola Scott. Like, and. Annie.
1: Any um, does covers for yeah, them here and there. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh Mer- 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 I think Adolfo, they hired That new Asian um, artist.
2: Um she's like really new. <laughs> Her name's uh, Akira Akiro U Hakusho. <laughs> she's doing a whole artist about this uh S B W Hitler. Oh, fell for it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Got me again, Marvel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
0: oh! We're gonna have we're gonna have to continue to talk about the Akira Yoshida thing. For it
2: was the first thing actually the, rest Akira? Of the time
0: that the show exists.
2: I was it just was thinking of the first anime I could think away. of. It was
1: Akira. Yeah? It was
0: Akira. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: no, that was
2: she- that was his name, Akira Yoshida yeah, Akira-,
1: Akira was the name. Just-
2: <laughs> Wait, so you are so telling me name, my man that- CB C- whatever? looked at the two things in his apartment which were one (laughs) uh, a copy of Akira two an open uh, X-Men or Daredevil comic that had the Yoshida clan in it and thought oh I'm good legend
1: yes is there uh, there an Eisner (laughs) award for uh,
2: best hustler in the game (laughs) (laughs) he's not the (laughs) I'm pro CB Cebulski at this point
0: (laughs) oh Oh man, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: so the yeah. young guns—that's a—that's a thing.
0: The young guns is a thing. Um, it was also the announcement felt kind of weird to me because they said like Javier Guerin artist on a secret upcoming project, Mike Del Mundo, artist on a secret upcoming project. But like then they named things that the rest of those people are doing. Both Del Mundo and Garden have done like great work at marvel already so why wouldn't you say oh like artists on secret warriors or artists in the avengers and um that just seems like a weird well it's part a really weird teaser you could have said like i was just gonna are- say they have to keep oh, it down a
2: bit because of the new merger with fox they don't want to say outright oh here's the properties that we have back and we're gonna like spotlight so that's why they haven't announced mike del mundo's uh, simpsons comic
0: <laughs> oh right right good point good
2: point
1: the only book that um, he's qualified to draw
2: just a photorealistic-ass Maggie.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, I would I would read that. Maybe.
1: I, I in, in all seriousness though, seriousness, though, I do hope that uh, Del Mundo is drawing something weird. Like, I don't want him to draw the Avengers. Like, <laughs> like, I don't want him to draw the Avengers. I want him to draw something like, I don't know, like something in space. Simpsons in space. Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: Simpsons in space. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, <clears throat> okay. Moving right along. to had these next few a little quicker. So, uh, Marvel had teased a couple months ago that, uh, a, a wedding of the century for this summer. And, uh, we had speculated about it a couple podcasts ago. Uh, James and Nick and I about, we thought it was going to be, uh, Peter and Mary Jane getting back together. Um, clearly it's not that, uh, so Kitty pride and, um, and and peter rasputin, or rasputin? is that right uh, rasputin, rasputin lover of the russian queen yeah <laughs> rasputin. Uh, yes yes do you remember uh, the dumb contrarian our, thing
2: i said it was going to be because i don't um
0: i i think we talked i think we talked that it was going to be peter and mary jane and i like that they were finally going to dissolve the um the one more day no they're, and, they're saving uh,
1: that for when they need like they need that for when someone in Marvel kills somebody, and and they need oh, like that God. headline to, s- to swoop in there and make things better, because that's, Cause that's, that's what all that's left.
2: what the, depart- <laughs> the homicide department would really look at.
1: Yeah, that's all that's left at this point, is someone from Marvel's <laughs> got to actually commit murder, and then they'll be like, oh, guess what, guys?
2: When Dan law crisp at
1: They'll be like, hey, guess what, guys? We're bringing back uh, Peter and, uh, and uh, Mary Jane's marriage. Like- Forget about that other thing. It's when You're CB Sobolski
2: gets arrested because <laughs> I can't believe Nick Spencer was the warden of a night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wow! They're bringing back Rom Space Night. <laughs> we re- they realize they, they find uh, they
0: find the actual Kirishita in CB Sabolski's basement, and so like they have to. Brian, um, Brian, edit, Brian, edit this out. sound. Uh, okay.
2: Brian, too
1: <laughs> It got real dark here.
2: <laughs> what other crimes can we imagine Marvel writers doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god! Uh, Garth Ennis actually got caught with the IRA this time.
0: <laughs> oh, Ike Ikhromidu has has ties to Russia
1: and at that point then we get oh look Bucky and Steve kissing they're together yeah. now there you go wow. <laughs>
2: my comic is finally gay <laughs> I that's
1: all I can. that's it that's all that matters all now like. that matters. gay comic
0: <laughs> thank oh, god I don't know what
1: this is <laughs> oh this is, this is so so Kitty and Colossus, Kitty and Colossus
2: are getting married <laughs> how do you think they're <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> My man got that steel. <laughs> that's a, that's a how much love do you need for that steel? Because <laughs> it's strong. It's got the power of the Soviet workers <laughs> behind it. Oh god. <laughs> um, you think that sometimes you just see the a scene at the X Mansion or whatever? And it's Peter holding, like, a big box from Amazon. And they're like, what's in the box, Peter? And he's like, "Not a loop. Uh,
0: she doesn't wait. need a loop. She just phases right through it, you know?
2: What?
1: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> That's her... Talk about hitting that back wall. Oh, never mind. The whole body. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so Peter, Peter, and Kitty are getting married. You say Peter? Congratulations, Peter Griffin. Griffin. <laughs> Peter Griffin, and yeah, wow, uh, and X Men, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, and Peter. Uh, anyway. You can't marry
2: uh, Kitty. <laughs> come
1: on.
2: Why don't he go with your new friend Wolverine? <laughs> Peter, she's right. <laughs> oh come on, Brian. Let me have this. Oh, this is oh, dreadful. God. We're going through the whole cycle of characters from Family Guy. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I wanted this. I'm Chris, and I'm Meg. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so Kitty and
0: Colossus are getting married in X-Men number 30 this summer in June. It's a thing. Um, how do we feel about this? What my mind. Good list uh jess how do you feel about this you feel like you would be the one that's the most invested Um,
1: i mean it's so obvious and i think it's mostly for like people who are over 40 because like honestly their relationship kind of ran its course and it's like really weird to have them step backwards like this when like when you say like when you think about like marvel superhero characters in general like they don't to age and they don't get to evolve often Mm -hmm. and kitty pride's like one of the rare few that actually has like grown up so like she's different now like she's she's not the teenager she was when she first showed up in the x-men comics she's she's an adult she's now a leader and it's like really it it kind of counteracts the story a little bit to now have her back with him Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's just to sell books, to be honest, and, and more of a nostalgia thing than actually enhancing the story. But that's kinda what X Men Gold is anyway. So I'm not surprised. I mean I I'm I don't really care one way or another. It it it's just it's not very exciting.
2: Yeah. As multiversity's age of consent law expert, I think it's totally normal that we're still doing a storyline. Where a 33-year-old or whatever, like, steel Russian man uh, started a relationship <laughs> with a girl when she was 15. Oh, yeah. It's... And we've all just, like, kind of just pretended that she aged up while he wasn't, like, 30 <laughs> the whole time.
1: Yeah, it's bad. No, wow. it's it's bad. The 80s it was a different
2: time. Remember when he, like, fathered, like, uh, a kid in a threesome with, like, some people from the Savage Land? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Colossus is Colossus, like they
2: like went to the Savage Land and he was like Kitty I cannot love you I am um, I, I Lenin himself with the chest and he built <laughs> yeah. around me and we go to the Savage Land he like straight up just has a threesome and Kitty's like why
1: Colossus oh, dated is- Domino for a while and it was good because it was age, it was age Which appropriate and <laughs> it was, uh, it was age appropriate and it wasn't, but like, she
2: can't phase. How would she handle that? She's
1: domino. She just, she just can, I guess. I don't know. Is that her good luck powers. Yes.
2: <laughs> Did he get torn in half by steel? raw deal. Straw steel. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brian, absolutely. <actually>, was- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh fuck. Um, yeah, I uh, this is clearly like a whole era of of comics that I miss, and I didn't realize that like there was that significant age difference until like I read uh, like a CBR article about how like she was fourteen when they like
2: started. Yeah, doing they the just thing.
1: they just aged her up. Like he remained the same age. So That's like, the thing. Right I'm get into now... a
2: real rant here. People like people on like the internet will be like, "Oh, Marvel's like been wrong ever since they like stopped. Ca- they started kowtowing to SJW Hitler or whatever, and introducing like." legacy like characters and like diversity characters and hiring more like women and people of color it that's not true it's gotten worse and it's gotten not because it's more diverse but because it's not nearly as horny anymore (laughs) we don't have comic books who like where it's like men who grew up like completely isolated get like control of these characters that they liked and read while they were going through puberty and got to take their frustration out on them by making them like go on uh, threesomes in the Savage Land or date Deathstroke or whatever, that's why comics aren't cool anymore. Yeah, people fuck, but they don't fuck weird anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you you want you want real DC's awesome right now because in Deathstroke they're like talking about age of consent law between Deathstroke and Tara. Yeah. That rules. That's comics. That's art. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Squirrel Girl, it's like. Oh, yeah, I'm like happy to live in the city and have a part-time job and do crime fighting. And at no point has she been taken advantage of by a weird older man written deliberately to act like Warren Ellis.
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's comics. That's comics, apparently.
0: Oh, oh. So, wait. So, what you're saying is that comics are bad now because there's not weird sex stuff.
2: Yeah, it's not horny anymore. It's not weird <laughs> horny. Make comics horny again. It can be a little horny where, like, Star-Lord will take his shirt off and I'll be like, wow, isn't that hot? And I'm like, you've... (laughs) Until Star-Lord goes back in time to impregnate his mother and give birth to himself while the Avengers watch and cheer on. (laughs) Comics. It's just pictures. Uh, It's
0: just pictures. That's... Wow. So... No,
2: that... (laughs) Brian, read it out. Edit out the rest of this episode. Read it out. So your horny tirade uh, had salient points. An upvote for you, my dear sir.
1: So, so yeah. Um, That's that's the weird thing about Kitty and Peter. It's it's that he has remained the same age, and Kitty has. Gotten older, so it's stupid to now be From like, Oh yeah, to
2: 16, just right. <laughs> yeah. How old was he, which, How old was Kitty when she fucked Warren Ellis's stand-in?
1: Huh? You know, I'm not sure. Hmm. I know she's supposed to now at I least be in her twenties. Like she's she's an adult. Like Duh. she is, and that's kind yeah. of why everyone's just kind of excused it now. They're like, well, now she's an adult. I'm like, yes, but. She's going to do, do that when they
2: age up certain characters to the point Probably where it'll barely. be okay for Gwen Stacy to date Norman Osborn?
1: Yes, it's,
2: it's, the, same <laughs> it's the
1: same thing. It's, that's what they're doing. I mean, Nick Spencer's
2: just... first act on the new Spider Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'll rationalize and saying, Yes, but don't you understand? This is like the ultimate good versus evil. And Peter, and I'm like, No, Nick Spencer. That's pervy. It's <laughs> like, just it feels
2: like good versus evil. Peter versus not <laughs> uh, Norman versus Peter. Fuck versus Cuck.
1: <laughs> oh man.
2: Oh. oh man. Okay, we gotta
0: we gotta keep going. Um all right, so a couple more things. Uh <clears throat> Marvel announced that we were gonna get five Wolverine one shots over the course of fucking- April and May. <laughs> I, I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. The first an one's called. The first one's called the the hunt for Wolverine. So maybe, um, being written by by Charles Soule or by uh, Dave Marquez. Um.
2: Oh, I have a porn-like parody title for that one, but I can't say it.
0: <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, um, so, so it, to the, these stories they're gonna good god uh, are gonna be uh, from a bunch of different genres like. They're, this first one's, like, action-adventure, and then there's going to be, a, like, a, a horror one, and then, like, a uh, detective-y one. They're all going to have different creative teams. Um, they're going to explain the story of how Wolverine came back in Marvel Legacy. Um, but for 56 pages, for 6 bucks, um, guys, who who needs this in their
2: lives? Well, I mean, I've, like, grown up with, like, a wealthy inheritance since, like... And especially ever since my dad became president. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, I just spend money on, like six dollars. Oh, that's right. I forgot you were Baron Trump. Baron Trump is yeah. literally the demographic market for like every comic that's like, this is 22 pages and six dollars. Baron Trump doesn't care, but Baron Trump doesn't need to find out what Wolverine is. And more saliently, yeah. it's Wolverine Fox again.
1: Mm, that's <laughs> the important part here. Mm. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Um, exactly. Now, this is make Wolverine This is like,
1: again. again, like this is just for older dudes who are driven by nostalgia. They will pay the money because they have it. Me, I'll just wait till somebody spoils it on Twitter. Or I get a copy for free so I can write about it.
0: (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. I like Charles Soule and David Marquez, and I'm sure the other creative teams will be just as exciting. Um, I think David Marquez is another. uh, He should have been on the Young Guns list. I don't know why he wasn't. Um, He's great. Anyway, um, yeah. I'll just Six do what bucks. I usually do and go what to the, the Forbidden
2: fuck? Planet in New York and Lower Manhattan and just, like, take an issue, open it up, and be like, hmm, interesting, and slowly walk my way over to the register and finish it by the time I get to the register <laughs> and
1: walk back. I like the store though. Perfect. <laughs> it's a good store. Good shop. Perfect. And then
2: uh, <laughs> put on the whole, like, oh, this is going to be a great purchase. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and done. <laughs> oh, I'm just going just gonna to put this back.
0: Um... And finally, for our last bit of news, um, there were a couple of other um, kind of like fringe titles that were announced um, for Marvel in the last month over the course of January uh, with some pretty exciting creative teams. So, uh, so there's going to be a, a Domino uh, series, ongoing series from uh, Gail Simone, which is really exciting, and then art by uh, David Baldion. And then a new Exiles comic written by uh, Saladin Ahmed, who's the writer for Black Bolt, which has gotten a lot of acclaim with art by Javier Rodriguez. Um, what do y'all think about, about these two announcements?
2: Exiles, huh? Is John Mallon a member?
0: <laughs> I, I don't think John Mallon is a member of this Exiles team, no.
2: <laughs> Just screaming at Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie the entire time. Oh, he's the
1: main villain.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's what they're fighting. He's what they're fighting. Um, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jess, what do you think about about these two these two things, these two titles?
1: Um, Domino is going to be, be might be pretty cool. I think that's a planned mini series too. So it's like they're not going to be doing they're not like luring us into a false promise that it's a longer um series. So that should be fine. Um, mm-hmm. Exiles could be pretty cool. I just hope they market it because the the characters are thrown in there, like that alternate universe Ms. Marvel. Um, Blank. I think that could mm-hmm. be pretty cool.
2: Well, they um, Tessa Thompson tweeted about it once, and that's all Marvel needs for marketing. That's true.
1: She did tweet about it. That's true. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I I think that one could be like. Could be one that like more people are going to read than Domino. Domino feels like it's it's marketed to very specific people who are like into that like action heavy, um, not raunchy, but a little bit a little closer to that um, side of things. But Exile yeah, seems not like me.
2: weird horny, but, yeah, horn. horn, exactly. um, but yeah, normal
1: horny, exactly. But Exile seems like yeah. it could be pretty cool. I don't know if it's going to be like Vision level everyone wants to read it, but it could be pretty fun.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for both of them. I think that, um, <clears throat> like just a couple of, of fun fringe groups with or a couple of fun fringe titles with uh, like fun creative teams. Um, and yeah, like I'm curious to to see what what comes out of both. Do you one. know uh, how many pages um, these issues are? Uh, I think they're both regular sized comics. I think they're both good. They're both okay, I can pages, that by the time I get to the thirty-two register. page issues. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, guys, we're going to take a short break. Um, We're going to come back uh, after we hear a word from one of the other podcasts from the Multiversity Comics Network of Podcasts and talk a little bit about uh, Avengers No Surrender.
2: Hi, I'm Paul, the host of the Comic Syllabus Podcast, a weekly show on the Multiversity Network of Podcasts. We read widely and we dig deep, bringing different analytical approaches to our study and appreciation of the wide variety of comics out there. Along with comics teachers, critics, and creators, we do close readings of classic and current exemplars of the medium. And we invite you to join us every Tuesday here at MultiversityComics.com. So let's dig deep.
0: And welcome back, folks, here for our second half of the show. We're going to be talking a little bit about um, Marvel's newest, we can call it an event comic thing, Um, Avengers... Every comic's an event. Every comic
2: uh, is an event. <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to be taking a look at the first issue of the uh, 16-week weekly Avengers No Surrender um, crossover. It's being co-written by Mark Wade, Al Ewing, and Jim Zub. This first issue is... Uh, it's illustrated by uh, Pepe Larraz, one of the uh, new young gun folk people, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it's a uh, they Marvel when when Legacy uh, this kind of midpoint thing in Legacy has uh, I think they've, they've gone ahead, they've canceled Uncanny Avengers and they've canceled. Um, US Avengers, the other two Avengers titles that they were publishing. And so now the only Avengers title is um, the main Avengers title. And so this, the series is kind of Marvel's attempt to, to corral all the Avengers titles. They kind of compared it, I think, to um, to Avengers Disassembled, which was 13 years ago. Now it's Avengers um, Very Assembled. Avengers Very Assembled. <laughs> um, you got three teams? And uh, so <laughs> So yeah, this is to kick off this kind of this next phase of, of Avengers comics for Marvel, um, and we'll finish up just in time for May for Avengers Infinity War to come out. How kawinky dinky mm, synergy, um, <laughs> synergy, corporate synergy, my <laughs> friends. Um. So uh, so yeah, uh, guys, what were y'all's uh, what were alls initial initial reactions to this this first issue? It's an oversized um, issue. It's forty pages. Um, yeah. What do we What do we think about this? There was a bunch of people. Jess, we'll start with James. We'll start. uh, There was a
2: bunch of people going around and saying, "Whoa, would you look at? It's it's like the world's gone." And there's big. This is big stakes. And I was like, "Yeah, but okay." (laughs) Honestly, the best analysis I have the entire time. I was like, "Okay," getting all the teams together, and we're all like loud because people are frozen or whatever. (laughs) Then at the end of it, uh, like straight up, the sentry shows up. And I was joking earlier when I was like, uh, saying that if I wrote comics for more than like two years, I would just like recycle old stories. And if someone got mad at me, I would just be like, no, it's a new thing. Shut up. Mm -hmm. But that's straight up what the character of Voyager is. Sure. Sure. We'll get, we'll get into that in a
0: second. Jess, what was your kind of initial take on, uh, on the story? Um,
1: it's it was fine uh i i've said this on like other episodes i don't really follow the avengers books at all so i was a little uh concerned Mm -hmm. getting into this because i was like i don't know who any of these people what they're doing i don't know what what we're coming back from but um this very much like was its own first issue of something that feels very separate so that that worked for me um the storyline is pretty simple um and easy to follow, mm-hmm. and it's definitely like a story that's big enough for all these characters to be involved, which I like. You can have that many heroes running around, sure. you gotta give them a story that's like worthy of all of them being involved, and, and this is that.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, it definitely it definitely felt like a story um, that felt very like like introductory and very um, very like new reader friendly. Like if you have not been reading um, any of these three other avengers titles and you pick this up i feel like you could follow pretty well what's going on um it kind of feels like too it's like this next big follow-up to the uh to the marvel legacy one shot so that's kind of a whole um interesting thing um but yeah let's let's get into james let's get into your point about um about voyager just kind of showing up and recycling old plot points and and talking about her as the as the century um what do you Flesh flush that out some more what do you what do you mean when you say that for, for people who don't really know who the sentry is or what what that is?
2: Yeah. So the thing with the sentry is a concept that's been done for at least one other character uh who actually shows up in Avengers No Surrender. Uh w- the Sentry was like from like the early two thousands and was this like joke where they were like, Oh, we have Stanley's Lost Creation. And so the idea was that he was one of the original Avengers who had to like undergo some cosmic thing and get like disappeared from history uh, which was also... And then he came back, became a serial killer villain, and then got exploded in the moon. And I think he might be back now. I don't he know. Is he is he's,
1: he's in a Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange brought him back to fuck up Loki. It's great. Yep.
2: <laughs> Sounds fun. And that does. book is
0: really good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Sentry's also been done like a, a, about a decade earlier when Christopher Priest did a hero called Triumph, whose entire thing was he was part of the Justice League, had to disappear and was erased from the Cosmos or whatever. And then when he came back, uh, everyone in the Justice League was like, yeah, we really don't know who you are. Fuck you, mm-hmm. dude. And he became a supervillain, got turned into a block of ice or something, and got killed. And he shows up in because I was doing some like, reading on this. Um, Voyager shows up at the last minute of no surrender as the person who like brings all the Avengers together. She was the statue on the Avengers uh, mansion that had like the unknown hero on it. And her shtick was that she was one of the original founding Avengers, but got in a fight when the Avengers were fighting. Um, this was apparently a real original Avengers story mm-hmm. where they were fighting the squadron Supreme who were like the justice league knockoffs. And she fought the triumph knockoff and got uh, a from time and space until now Mm -hmm. and the fact that she's that they deliberately put her up against a character who's very obviously like the inspiration for that idea of a long lost hero makes me think there's more like they're going to do more than just another century triumph thing, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, because that I think that happens in the in the second issue, like because they're explaining her backstory and trying to like the characters that remember her, are like oh, we haven't seen you in forever, ha ha ha. Um, I think one of the interesting parts of that too. I remember reading um, is like Mark Wade's the guy who created Triumph and like re- did that that JLA story, I think, and Mark Wade's one of the one of the co-writers on this this whole thing as well, and so. Um, it's interesting, you know, like reusing again, like reusing concepts that he's already used back in the '90s, and 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 telling this different story here. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this is uh, Pepe Lara's uh, young gun artist person here. What do we think about? What do we think about the art on this book?
1: Pretty good. It's fine. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I don't like to say house style because that seems like it really takes away from the work that goes into it. But it's not like crazy different from anything I've come to expect from like an Avengers book. He does some really good action scenes. I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah,
0: he does yeah. Some
1: really good superhero action scenes. That they're, they're good. Really, he he uses the whole page and.
2: A, one colors. of my
1: biggest pet peeves is, <laughs> what like one of my biggest pet peeves with artists is when they don't care about the backgrounds and you get mm-hmm. a lot of those panels that are just like blank space and you're like but where does this happen what is this and yeah. um, he doesn't do that so I, I like that I, I do my like favorite's
2: that my favorite when they do um, no, for sure. when you see like the, they're drawing the characters in the background and they have like very small scrunched up faces with just like a dot or a line for a mouth <laughs> I like that
1: Oh man, those are the best.
2: <laughs> good
0: times. Good times. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Like this is kind of the uh like Marvel Marvel House style of of, of art, definitely. Um and it's interesting because they picked they picked two other artists that uh their styles are very similar to go because it's Lares is doing the the first month and I think I think it's Kim Jacinto is doing the second month and then um Who's the artist is doing the third month? No, I can't remember. Um, uh, Paca Medina um, is doing the is doing the third month, and then the the month of April they're all um, they're all doing an issue, so they're all going to do um, five issues piece. I think I think Lars is doing one extra issue um, more than everyone. So yeah, like it's it is kind of this like Marvel house style, but it's really I mean for for a company that's I guess for the past. um past couple years has, has had less like less focus on the art. Like it's nice to see like just like a level of consistency, I guess throughout this whole, like that we're going to see throughout this whole series. Like, I think that's a really cool thing. And I think like, this is definitely like really polished and looks um, like looks really good. And like, he's like, he definitely uses the whole page. Like the backgrounds are completely thought out The the double page spreads um, like look really, really nice. Uh, like that first one of the Falcon, um, of Sam Wilson at the beginning I think is a, is a really really great um, panel and then um, like the one towards the end where there's like the whole like ragtag, ragtag team group of Avengers that's going to combat this whole
2: thing like, I think yeah, that's I think really it's cool good page. it's just one of those things yeah. where Marvel's already yeah. doing so many big big stories like that if Avengers Infinity Prelude, prelude or whatever um, are they just going to do Infinity again mm-hmm. okay
1: probably that's yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and it it'll be interesting so happens with that i guess because they they've teased like this is going to be the biggest infinity story that we've ever told Ah, uh,
1: um i mean for this year so at least
0: <laughs> for this for this year the next year when avengers 4 comes out and there's a affinity <laughs> something else then that'll be the biggest infinity story that they've ever told um yeah, so, uh, and you know, it's Infinity Countdown leading into something else. So it's interesting. They have they have so many, um, I guess, like line wide events going on right now. Like this is like no surrenders. What's going on with the Avengers? Um, like the Spider Man stuff just wrapped a crossover this last week. Like, like Venom. Um, Spider-Man crossover and then like Venom and, and the X-Men Blue are about to cross over and do stuff and then like Doctor Strange is about to do that uh, Damnation or Tarnation whatever crossover thing um, that they're doing with Nick Spencer and Donny Cates um, and then like the Infinity Countdown is basically is like it seems like a very self-contained kind of cosmic story because um, it's like basically spinning out of everything like Jerry Duggan and Aaron Cooter and Marcus Tobe been doing on um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh so yeah like they have they have a lot of pieces spinning right now um a lot of things that feel big but are maybe not big going on that are hopefully leading to something that's a lot bigger um yeah i don't know
1: so who do you if if they're doing like if if they're not doing a century thing with this character who do you think she is
0: um i have i really have no idea like it it seems like uh i think like why i point out the fact that that mark wade is one of the co-writers on this because he is the one that that has wrote has written a story similar to this um in the 90s and so i really feel like he's going to be able to to kind of like subvert that um, like that expectation or that trope that we have for this character. I think this is my prediction of what's going to happen. I think it's going to kind of go the way of um, that, that JLA one shot that Grant Morrison wrote with um, was that that character's name, like element woman or something like that, that like she, she like became part of the Avengers or the, the justice league and then like was like evil, but was going to infiltrate them. And then like ended up liking them and ended up like sacrificing herself at the end, to like save all of them. Um, like I think it's going to be something like that, where like this this uh, this Voyager character, um, she'll like she'll be an important part of this particular story, and there'll be some like weird gobbledygook where she'll be like kind of evil or like influenced by something evil, and then they'll realize that like oh they've been you know mind controlled the whole time, and like they really don't remember this character or like time's been fucked with or whatever, and like by the end of it she'll be the hero that like sacrifices herself to save the entire Earth and like put it back where it needs to go and then we'll never hear from her ever again. That's, that's probably exactly.
1: like the most likely thing that's going to happen. I I, I I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I know I saw a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, speculating that they think this was Valeria. Uh, but I don't oh, think that's going to be the reveal because I think they're saving if, that for two in one.
2: What if it was John Madden? Yeah. Malin. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What if it was John Madden? That would be
1: that, that would, that be, would oh, be um that would be one hell of a swerve if it were John what Madden. If it was
2: Peter That
0: would be a hell of a story. Uh <laughs> I,
1: couldn't, I couldn't even be I'm so mad. happy <laughs> to be back on
2: the Avengers with all of you. Yeah, no, that would be great. Um, Peter, you were an Avenger this whole time.
0: <laughs> um, oh my gosh, yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't seen that speculation that um, that this was going to be uh, Valeria um, and like her coming back into the fold you know, it, after the it Legacy One just, shot. Also, just like
1: doesn't sound uh, like her. Like, <laughs> like to be honest, I, no. I think everyone's just kind of like hoping that maybe this her. is her coming back, and and this is part of the whole eventual reveal that all the Fantastic Four are back. But like Valeria doesn't care about being on your team. <laughs>
0: Sure. Sure. Well, and the other, the other part of me that thinks that too is like, because, because Jason Aaron wrote that entire issue and like he said multiple times on Twitter and and like there's been art people have run articles about that, like he's coming back to write like the next phase of that story. And so I think that, you know, whether that's writing that Avengers 1 million BC or whatever um, like I think that's going to have something big to do with how Valeria and the Fantastic Four come back, and then I think also, Jess, I think you're right. Like the Marvel two and one is going to be kind of the how we get the Fantastic Four back, and I and I imagine that like Valeria and Franklin will will show up and and that and be a big part of that story, and 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 you know, Insarci's writing that, and it's going to be like it's going to be its own little thing. Um, yeah, it is know. weird
1: to me though that this is running weekly because there's no way I'm going to remember to keep up with it. No way.
0: I can barely keep up with my taxes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh yeah.
1: It's going to
0: be, it's going to be a slog to get through, I think. Um, and it's so, it's so interesting too, that Marvel has these stories that are coming out right now that, that are weekly, like this is coming out weekly right now. And, um, like the last couple crossovers that they've ran have been weekly, whereas like you know it might it might have been like uh, one series you know running part one of the crossover and like the next series running the next part of the crossover, but it was it was pretty weak. Like the the, the Venom Inc. the Spider Man Venom crossovers like that. Um, the Phoenix the Phoenix Resurrection stuff right now is weekly, and that's about to that's going to wrap the end of this month. And so it's it's interesting that they have all of these big big story plans going that they're just kind of like blowing through on a, on a weekly scale, you know, and Marvel's not like, they haven't ran a lot of yeah. weekly stories, have mm-hmm. they? Like that's been DC's thing for the most part. Am I wrong? Right? So, so yes, yeah, so like it's them dipping into this, uh, way of, way of producing comics that they haven't, they haven't necessarily done, uh, before or done, like, like DC, like I was, I was reading, um, uh, our, our editor, and editor of the site. Uh, Brian ran a, he's the host of the DC Throughcast, had a fun interview with uh, DC co publisher Dan DeDio at the end of last year, and they talked a little bit about. Um, the the double shipping stuff that dc's doing right now and and Dio mentioned that like yeah we've we've done a number of weekly series and so like for some of our our editors and our writers and our people like this is like a break for them slowing down because they don't have to like pump out a comic every wednesday like they get to they only get to pump out two comics a month instead of like four or five comics a month which seems bizarre um realizing the amount of time it takes to like uh write illustrate ink color like one issue but but i'm sure that that's true like um like they've they've done a number of weekly series and like have gotten fairly good at it. Marvel uh, I guess hasn't really done that a lot. Um Yeah, so it's interesting. It's interesting. Um I think the the other thing that I that I wanted to ask, I guess talking about the weekly format of this series, like do you think so Jess, like you you were saying like you're not gonna remember to read this every every Wednesday. Like can this can this survive? as us as a 16 week weekly series like or do you think that like it's just gonna tank um by I, don't, April? I don't
1: know like i it's really rough to ask people to keep up with something weekly and then i think these are like your standard 399 issues i think that's really rough on people mm-hmm. when you've got everything else that you're, you're keeping track of especially if you have a small pull list like a lot of people do have um it's just asking for a lot. i I don't like weekly series. i don't I don't like when d c does them. i i just I don't like them. Um, mm-hmm. And I also question if there's gonna be so much filler in here. like i I question if they need that much time to tell the story.
0: yeah, yeah, no i I agree like it sounds like like the like having read the second issue and it being mostly just like a a backstory Mm. of of this new Voyager character. Like a lot of that is stuff that I'm sure they could have written in, you know, in a a couple pages and now granted like to give her the level of importance in this story that they want to give her, like I'm sure giving her a whole issue to say like, Oh, all of this Avengers history that's happened over the last um, 60, whatever years, like she's been a part of all of it. Um, And so like that, like that was a really good framing device, but like, yeah, you could have told this story, you know, and like, in half and half the issues and eight issues and I think still have have paced it like that and done that and it might it might still um, it might still be you know a, a great story or, or, or a coherent story or have all the elements that it's going to have in this. Um, yeah, what do you think? No. What do you think, James? Would you would you buy this weekly? I mean,
2: again, I'm not Baron no. Trump. I don't no. have this capacity to buy like i mean i'm like pretty sure i woke up today and the secret service is like you can't just keep playing with your fidget spinners all day you have to make public appearances and i said i don't want to (laughs) i don't want to do that i don't want to do that oh man i don't want to get out of bed
0: um no yeah that's i mean it's it's a lot to, to ask anybody to keep up with the weekly much less like like this first issue was four ninety nine and then like the next issues after this are all three ninety nine. Like that's at the end of the day, that's that's what? Um like sixty five dollars that you have to pour in to keep up with this over the next four months. Like that's for a lot of comic readers, that's a big chunk of, chunk of change, I think, too.
2: Or normies too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um but the other the the thing that I not to continue to shit on this issue um because there were a lot of things that i felt like i liked about it and this for me like for the the avengers stories that i've read that are not that haven't been published in the last i guess like three or four years of comics like this kind of felt like a really i guess like classic sort of avengers stories like the the dialogue's kind of kind of hokey and kind of light minus jarvis dying um but it's like you know, like it feels, it feels sort of like sort of light and sort of um, like just kind of like, like free going and stuff like, and like the next, the next issue like really leans into that in the way that they um, kind of uh, expose all of like Voyager's backstory and stuff. Um, did, y'all, did y'all feel that feel that as well? Like this sort like, it feels, this kind of feels like an older Avengers story. Yeah. It's definitely
2: got that whole like, or, Oh, <laughs> we're in space kind of, and everyone's together and we don't know what the threat is until later. thing.
1: Mm-hmm. The only thing I think that that hurts the story in that regard is the characters that they use, because everything's been so weird within in the comics, at least you don't have like you don't have Captain America leading the team. You have you have Falcon instead. Mm-hmm. And for comic readers, that's fine. We know these people. We know Falcon. We know Rogue. We know Jane Foster, Thor. You know, we know these characters. But it's a little bit of a tough sell, I think, to sell it to somebody who only has seen the movies. And if you're trying to say, like, oh, yeah, you should read this because it's kind of – it's a big scale story like the movies. And then they read it and these aren't even characters they're familiar with. Because you got to understand, like, we're coming at it from people who read a lot of comics. There's people who don't and they only watch the movies. It's it's a little bit of a tough sell when it's not those characters.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah, this is a very – this is a very eclectic lineup. Like it is very much a combination of um, all three of those those titles that all three of the of the co writers are coming from. And so, yeah, like if you were somebody that had just watched um, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and then had seen like, oh, this is a cool jumping on point for Avenger stuff, like this is a big story, like yeah, you might be pretty lost looking at some of these characters. Um, but I guess like in oh, you sound like you had to you better say something, Jess. Oh no no. Oh, Okay. Um, like in, in that regard though, like, do you think that this will, this will lead them to like a sort of like new era of Avengers stuff or like an Avengers team that more closely resembles, uh, like the Marvel cinematic universe or that like looks familiar to people or that like will start to tell Avengers stories that maybe, um, have a bigger stake in the entire universe. Like what do you think?
1: yeah I mean, I, I would like to see them strike a balance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because I do like the char- like like I said, like I, we read a lot of comics, so I like the characters that are involved in this story. but I think just with the big titles like this, they need to strike a better balance because you have to get people in the door. Mm-hmm. If you do like if you do in the Big Avengers events, I think you have to have a couple of those characters that people know just in passing. You can still have Rogue. You can still have Falcon. You can still have um, who else was in here? Light- Lightning.
0: Lightning. Yeah.
1: You can you can have them in it, but you have to strike the balance where people who don't know about these characters will still have something they can latch onto by seeing those characters that they know, and that's yeah. just something I think like the big events should stand should stick by.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, everything outside of that, though, like push up those smaller characters, give them. More of a stage in their own books, but these big event books should be the chance to make some money and bring people in because that's just the easiest way to do it,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and they are, I think, I think this is right. Like, this is the book that they're gonna bring Bruce Banner back in, right? I think I remember seeing that. They're like, This is, oh, is it? I, I didn't think know that, so. yeah. I think this is when he's gonna like return to because he was like sort of in Secret Empire, but it was like.
2: He died again immediately is they- afterwards.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he. I don't like, or he was like a weird clone thing. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that, that was ever really explained. If this was like when's Club Kla- the,
2: the Bruce Banner? We dropped when Kla. is what? Do you remember Claw? We dropped him. Uh uh. He was in Axis. Um, Hulk got turned into Claw the anti-Hulk, who was just Hulk who would always stay mad.
1: Oh yeah, uh, he was I remember that.
2: K L U H. Oh,
0: that's a horrible name.
2: I know, I I know, and no one talks about it. That's probably why no one yeah, talks about exactly it. Go even... on my OkCupid uh, dates.
0: Oh, and you talk about club. Do you have Do you have Tinder, James? Is that where you find your?
2: No, I'm off all your, social media. You know? Also, I'm not looking for an oh, okay. artist anytime soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's my projects or audio enough.
0: these days? There you go. Um, yeah, that was. Like Hulk was in Secret Empire, but like wasn't or so I don't know. It I think I remember seeing that that uh that like they had a teaser for this is where Hulk's coming out. I think he's on like some of the covers too. Do
2: you think they'll bring back John um, Mallon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's I, see what John
1: Mallon's up to right now on Twitter.
0: <laughs> let's 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 do this. Let's delve. Well
1: let's see. Let's, he's he's got a he's he's got he's got a Patreon set up. So oh, okay, good. see how much money he's making. So he's got <laughs> He's working on a project uh, called "Mortal Enemy."
2: <laughs> the story Good. of James Johnston, <laughs> and,
1: and he's he's up to one hundred eighty-four dollars. Um, oh, that's nice. So, so that's happening. And let's see. He's he hasn't he hasn't talked bad about the SJWs for a little while now. He's he's been a little quiet. Uh, he does right, have he, nice. he is following only 69 people so nice Yes, <laughs> nice. yes. Uh, he he's he's been fairly quiet since since the internet just kind of uh jumped on him so mm. uh, I hope he, fucks. he he did he did retweet somebody that says I agree with you I think SJWs are fascist so So that's, that's how it works. That that's what he's doing. Wally he has Spider-Man as his uh profile avatar so there
2: you go. Is it like an anime lowly? There you go. Spider Man?
1: No, it's probably one he drew.
0: <laughs> it's got, he's got like a really big face, like really Yeah, big. like the
1: eyes are as big as like his whole side of his face, so
2: John Mallon or Spider Man? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably both.
2: Both.
0: Both. Uh oh. 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 Okay. Anything else? Oh. Anything else uh to say about uh about this issue guys? No,
1: I'm it was I, a comic it book. was a comic book, yeah.
0: It was a comic book. It was a comic book. It was a comic And yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of this, uh, the next 14, 15, 16, whatever weeks, uh, until yeah. the story ends. I can't wait to read um, one more.
2: <laughs> what? I can't wait to read one more of these. <laughs> then forget. Then you ask wait. me to be back cool. on the pod and I'll be like, Oh cool. yeah. Thought it was pretty crazy when they were like, you better surrender. And they were like, no, <laughs>
0: exactly that's that's coming up in uh in seven issues from now that that whole sequence um cool well uh well thank you both for for being on the show uh where can where where can our listeners find you on the on the interwebs or lack thereof of the interwebs
2: jess you go first i have to explain mine (laughs)
1: Uh, um, you can follow me on Twitter at JessKimNJ, but, like, I don't tweet about comics anymore, and my, my account is just a Kevin Owens fan account now, so um, if you're interested in that, you can you can go there. I also challenge wrestlers to fight all the time, so you can, you can read my tweets. They're good. They're very good. I promise.
2: <laughs> she promises. Alright, how much time do I have for this? Uh,
1: you have the whole night. I mean... Uh.
2: <laughs> great so i'm off social yeah. media which is supposed to be for my mental health obviously it's not working and i'm starting a podcast called logged off with my dear friend chandler wherein i stay offline and in return she g- tells me uh we talked about like what was new in the history of internet culture meme stuff like that where she kind of explains it to me because i uh like a proud abstinent cuckold or whatever wearing a like cuckold belt uh have catch myself from going on the internet so that i could be normal again and stop referring to everything as cuckold or whatever (laughs) Uh, i'm eventually going to give chandler my password to post episodes online whenever i get around to producing them my internet handles are usually at jim jam johnston Uh, just look for it
0: (laughs) just just look for it all right and uh and you can find uh me at kb gregory uh 13 on twitter uh We all are also writers at multiversitycomics.com. We love sort of we we love comics, and so um, if you have not if you sort of if you have not checked us out, uh, please uh, go do so and and check out some of the other great podcasts on our site. You can also find um, the show on on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe. And and also other places where uh, you find your your podcast needs. Um, it's been fun, folks. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Um, we'll we'll be back at the beginning of February. Jess will be back on the show with our good friend Nick, and we're gonna dissect the entire uh, five issue Phoenix Resurrection miniseries, and then take a look at uh, what will then be released: the X Men Red number one issue, and uh, just have a have a fun conversation about Jean Grey, and um, you know where. Marvel's going from there with her return. Um, thanks for being with Cheers. us. Bye. Good night. Bye.
2: Watch Bye. yourselves.